Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Strongest Link Supply Chain Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Justin Wilcox. And I'm Marcus Bugney. And this week's episode sees the return of one of my favorite segments, Learning with Leaders. And we're going to sort of continue the conversation we started in the last episode around data analysis. So in the last episode, we talked a lot about data analysis, what we can do with data, and how to drive insights from data. But today, our guest is going to have examples on how he has driven to insights through data at his company through Power BI. I am thrilled to be able to introduce uh, my good friend and former colleague, Colton Vollmer, to the podcast this week. Uh, Colton is a senior manager of global materials management at Oshkosh Corporation. But perhaps more importantly, Colton is a huge practitioner of business intelligence, uh, specifically with Microsoft Power BI. And Colton is really doing some fantastically exciting things in that space recently. So, Colton, welcome to the program. How's it going tonight? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So maybe just to get us started, do you want to describe a little bit the value you've found in Power BI and, and some of the different projects you've been able to uh, to really see see through and using Power BI and the different analysis tools that go along with that? Yeah. Um, when I was first introduced to Power BI, the, the first thing that came to my mind was um, wow, this is, you know, a lot of information, a lot of visualization that typically, you know, data analysts or anybody that wants to visualize data spends hours and hours in Excel, creating pivot tables, creating their graphs and charts. Um, and then you have to right, take that data, take screenshots of it, put it into a PowerPoint, and then typically present to leadership or present to somebody what your findings are. And what I really like about Power BI is the simplification and the user friendliness to customize your visualizations so that they're meaningful and that they're also, um, you know, in physical size, they're small, right? They, they fit on one mm. sheet, a PDF versus having tabs and tables in Excel. So it's a really nice way to condense the visualization, condense your data, as well as the analytical features that come with it. There's forecasting algorithms that are built in. There's statistical analysis that's built in. There's data cleansing features that are built in. All the things, again, that you spend hours and hours doing manually in Excel, Power BI is a one-stop shop to do all of that for you. So Colton, one of your major projects in Power BI is logistics route optimization. Could you tell us a little bit about that initiative? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So um, what we wanted to do is find a, a low complexity, high impact solution to reduce and optimize our inbound flow of material into our DCs, warehouses, and manufacturing sites. Um, we have a central logistics team that, that, that looks at all of our inbound data and they actively analyze it, try to make sense of it, and then optimize networks, create milk runs, uh, things like that. And, and that's a full-time job for them. And uh, in talking with that team, you know, we found that they spend 90% of their time analyzing the data, cleaning up the data, setting up 
you know, their own algorithms or equations to find frequencies, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, um, setting up, you know, custom tables that calculate the, the shipping weight and the travel or the distance traveled. So right then and there, we knew, okay, so 90% of our time is spent on the data side of it. What tools do we have at our disposal um, to, to make that quicker, more efficient, make us more effective at our jobs? And um, Power BI was the person that came to mind purely because of the data cleansing part of it. So reached out to a colleague of mine in our advanced analytics group who is, you know, I would consider myself a novice and he is you know, extremely well-versed, professional, the best of the best in Power BI. And as soon as you start talking about it, he said, you do know that Google has a um, optimization code that's free for anyone to use that's compatible with the Power BI interface. And I said, well, what does that mean? And he did a quick demonstration for me and there's a visualization package um, with Power BI that plans routes for you given certain constraints that you give the, the application. So took a few steps back and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, what, what, what did you just say to me? And we, we, we actually went on a whiteboard and we wrote it out and the, the application um, did every step that was in that bucket of, you know, X amount of hours that made up 90% of the work to do a milk run, Power BI and, uh, linked with the, the Google code did all of that and it did it in minutes. So I was eyes wide open, like, holy cow, let, let's, let's dive into this. Um, and we did just that. So we took some sample data from our defense segment. Um, we put it into the tool. There was obviously some, some data cleansing that had to happen with that. Um, and when I say data cleansing, we, we use our freight payment data and there's some manual intervention where people can input certain alphanumeric characteristics. So if they want to shorthand a supplier's name, they can do that versus spelling it out the full length. So when you're trying to align data, um, we have some integrity issues there. Power BI again has, has a cleansing feature that, that cleans that up for us. Um, and then the Google, the Google side of it, that um, the code from Google asks you, you know, what are you, what are your upper and lower constraints? And um, we knew that, you know, for a truck, we, we don't want to exceed 45,000 pounds. We don't, for, if we're going to do a milk run, we don't want to exceed seven stops. And we want to look at frequencies that are uh, clustered into weekly, bi-weekly, monthly buckets. And we also want to look at this at a region by region um, from that vantage point. Nathan, um, the counter, the, my colleague that was in advanced analytics, he inputs all of those constraints and the tool goes and it does some route optimization for us and it visualizes it. And, and what you see on the screen is, is you get a cluster of suppliers, right, in a specific region. And there's a little car in the visualization and you follow the route and it, it drives that route for you. And at each stop, it tells you the weight that you're picking up. It tells you the distance that you've traveled. It tells you the distance you've traveled to the next supplier, so on and so forth. Um, 
so it was it was amazing. It did everything we needed it to do um, and more with the visualization standpoint. So what we did with that is we, we went to the, the business, so the, the, the segments and said, hey, look at this tool that we've created. Um, I shouldn't say we've created that, that we've that we've developed. And what do you guys think of it? What, what are we missing here? Um, and, and based on segment feedback, um, there's things that we're missing, like mode of transportation. So um, while, while some suppliers are strictly a van, um, we have some suppliers that are mixed between van and a flatbed or a van and a Conestoga. So there was some more data clustering that we had to do. Um, back to the drawing board did just that. And what, what, we, what we've come up with now is an extremely customizable application for one of Oshkosh's four segments that takes all of their logistics data and it optimizes it based on the constraints and variables that meet their business needs. So it's high impacting and low complexity in terms of how you use the tool and the amount of effort it takes to run the application. So it's been pretty eye-opening for a lot of us in supply chain at Oshkosh right now. Um, and we're, we're, as we're advancing it and we're getting more feedback from the end users, we're, we're understanding that um, really sky's the limit with this tool and the, the, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, so that's a fascinating use of the Power BI tool. And it's really interesting to hear you describe how it starts as something small, something that you're just experimenting with, but with a little... Uh, development and some collaboration in-house, you've been able to grow it into this really comprehensive solution. I wonder though, could we dig into the just the basic logistics behind this? Just start with the fundamentals here. How do you guys at Oshkosh Corporation define an optimal route? Great question. So um, at, at a high level, the, the data gets clustered between weekly, bi-weekly, and or monthly shipments. So we'll, we'll take the freight pay data, which is historical. Um, I'll, I'll lead with that. We are using historical data. We are not using forward-looking forecasted peels. We are using actual historical data um, to do this analysis to, to help us plan for the future. Um, so what we do with that data is we slice it um, we clustered, I should say, between weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly shipments. So um, once, once we do that, that's, that's cluster number one. Cluster number two is frequency of shipments by region. So we have you know, a specific segment. So I'll, I'll just use the, the Oshkosh defense segment. Most of their suppliers, 90% of them, are in the Midwest. So we, we start with just the upper Midwest looking at all of the data. And then based on weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, that, that, that's, our, that's our top level filter. And we want to focus on weekly shipments because that's our low-hanging fruit. Um, that, that's our high frequency. That's where we have the opportunity to do milk runs. That, that's the end goal right here is to do a milk run. So once we have it weekly by the Midwest, then what we do with Power BI is we let it cluster them based on distance. So it'll cluster the suppliers then based on a hundred, I believe we did a hundred mile radius. Um, it'll cluster those suppliers together because the next step then is 
uh, our, our upper constraint is we don't want a route to make more than seven stops. And the way we came up with seven is just going to market, um, looking at what, you know, some of the, the upper, upper class transportation management systems, um, some of their case studies, and a lot of them stop at five or seven. I've never, I didn't see any data or research that said that a milk run should be more, should, should max out more than seven stops. Um, so that's what we did. We took that market data and said, okay, seven is, is the limit here. Um, so we, we clustered suppliers based on that information. And then, right, we have that cluster. Then the step down from that is weight. So we know that we don't want more than 45,000 pounds um, on a given truck. That's, that's the max capacity that I can have for your typical van trailer. Um, keeping in mind that most of Oshkosh's product that we're focusing on here is in, you know, uh, an automotive style handheld tote. They're modular, they're stackable, so they cube out trailers very nicely. So that's, that's what our target um, is then. Um, so from there, um, we let, we let the, the tool say, okay, the max stops is seven. Here's your region. Here's the cluster. And here are the suppliers within that hundred miles. And it'll start at uh, the supplier that is furthest from your ship to location. So if we're in Pennsylvania and we're shipping to Wisconsin and there's four suppliers in between Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, if Pennsylvania is the furthest distance from Wisconsin, it's going to start at Pennsylvania and work its way towards Wisconsin. And it's going to pick up suppliers based on distance, no more than seven stops. And it'll, it won't max out more than 45,000 pounds. So if there's a hundred suppliers between us and Oshkosh, it'll, or between Pennsylvania and Oshkosh, it'll pick the first six that get us as close to 45,000 pounds as possible. The, uh, the, the inherent risk with it though, as you might be thinking about is just the state of the, of the world that we're in right now. COVID has impacted every, every business, every, every market, every industry. So you might say, well, if you're using historical data, what good is that data to you right now, um, given what's happened over the past six months? Um, fortunately for, for, for Oshkosh, um, and our inbound network, we've been fortunate enough to have a supply chain team that was um, resilient enough and resourceful to, to keep manufacturing going. So we have not stopped production at our segments. We've continued to, to go at our current production rates. So our inbound volumes, um, there, there's been some impact to, to one or two of our segments, but it's been minimal. So from a data integrity standpoint, we're, we're pretty trusting into the data. Um, we're not looking at the past two years, right? We're looking at the past quarter to three quarters of data that we have available to us and making decisions forward looking based on that. So there are a lot of companies that could have done this for you and maybe more importantly, had have a lot of experience doing things like this in the past. What were the main reasons why you took the in-house approach? Yeah. Um, great question. Um, Really, the the number one reason was cost, right? Um, we started this around March, February timeframe uh, is when we started looking into this. And 
COVID was, was peaking. We knew that cash was king. And as a business, we wanted to reserve as much money as possible. So, so spend, basically, we, we weren't able to spend money even, right? Even though we knew that this would drive a ton of value, um, optimizing your inbound freight, reducing shipments is going to be saving hard dollars. Uh, we still weren't at a point where we, where we wanted to spend money. So what do we do with the resources that we have, the tools that we have to, to develop that, that low complexity, high impacting program? And that's why we went the route that we did. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you, Colton. So your role is that of a senior manager. So you're not necessarily supposed to be the kind of person that's going in and doing the data science yourself. That being said, it seems like you're in this position where you're piloting a very important tool for an organization. You've you've proved it out. How are you going to get the rest of your organization to adopt this tool, this mindset of business data analysis? And and with that that mindset, how are you going to get the rest of the organization to find the value in it? Great question. Um, I believe I hit a little bit on this earlier. Uh, when, when we were developing this early stages, trialing some of the data, as soon as we had something you know tangible in our hands that from a visualization standpoint, showed optimization, showed reduction in shipments, showed a hard dollar savings. We immediately went to um, the segment that has from what we would deem uh, the greatest data integrity. They're the most mature in their supply chain systems, uh, execution of material flow on the inbound side. They're, they're the most advanced at Oshkosh. And that's when we engaged with them and we said, hey, here's this tool. We're going to demo it for you, show you that there is value here because it's it's undeniable. But we need your help to, to make sure that when I hand this off to you, that it's value added and it does everything you need it to do. And that was, that was the point where for, for defense, they were latched. They said, awesome, you, you started something great. We want it to be customizable for us. We want a say in it. We want to have you know all the bells and whistles that are specific to us and our business. Let's start diving into it. And then they got all excited because it wasn't a tool that I said, here, this is for you, run with it. It was, here is a tool. We need your help to take it to the next level specifically for you. How do we do this? And then they become part of the solution um, they're, they're, they're being pulled into it versus me pushing that onto them. And we've actually met, so Oshkosh has four segments. Uh, we've met with three of the four and we've taken that same approach with, with everybody. And that's, that, that's been the, the buy-in factor. That's been the, the, the win, um, and how those other business groups are, are buying into it. Um, another thing that I mentioned was, how we do that, how we do that type of work, even right now for the segments that don't have the tool is they have an analyst that's spending hours upon hours of doing this work and understanding that, you know, we have a tool that will free them up to allow them to do other value added activity. Not only from the leadership level is that, is that awesome, but for the individuals that spend majority of their time doing the data analytics, um, it's pretty exciting for them as well. So have you been able to use this logistics route optimization 
dashboard to help offset some of the negative logistical impacts of COVID? We haven't used that um, to that extent yet. The, the, the first few milk runs that we've implemented, um, we did them with our defense segment that, and, and what's unique about defense is they have consistent volumes year over year because they're contract based with the government. So the, it, it's very easy to forecast. Very rarely do you have, you know, peaks and valleys on the inbound side of it. So we went with their data and what's, what makes it easy with them is we're able to set up, you know, long-term contracted milk runs with the carrier base. So, um, the, 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 the approach or the proof of concept, cause it's the, the easiest path was to implement something like that, where, where volumes were consistent. Um, and we knew that demand would not diminish and we wanted to set something up that would show value over the 12 months of the fiscal year. So that's, that was the first approach. And that's how the tool is being used at defense. Uh, we have, we have an agreement with our carrier. So any, any carrier that's contracted with Oshkosh. They get as, as as little as 24 hours to react to a shipment. That's the agreement that we have with them. So if we can give carriers an advance of two weeks and say, "Hey, this is this is the route that we have determined for you guys. Um, it's going to happen. You know, over the course of these two weeks, it's going to be a Tuesday, Thursday pickup, and you're going to drop off at these locations. Um, that that that's how we plan on using it in. To, to combat the, the short-term, I guess, mitigation that we have to do in our production environment right now. So to wrap up, Colton, I'm curious, where do you see this going next? We've actually started writing out the functional spec for where we see this going next. And I know what you guys are probably thinking, you know, why, why don't you go to market and, and get the software that does it for you, find someone that has the expertise. Um, we're still in that um, that, that cost conscious mode right now, but at the same time, um, Justin can attest to this. Oshkosh is an extremely unique business. And I don't mean that because of the products that we make, but around our business processes and the way that we execute our tactical supply chain, we operate on 14 different ERP systems. Uh, there, there's data all over the place. At this point in time, we feel strongly that. Um, the best case is to continue forward down the path that we have uh, by having an in-house uh, solution. And the next step of this is going to be shifting away from our historical data and tapping in to our ERP data and using our forecasted PO data to plan routes, whether it's two weeks out, six weeks out, six months out, that that's where we want to get to. We want to get to a point where we're using real forecasted data to be more dynamic, to add some agility and some versatility to how we manage our inbound network. Now, Colton, I actually have one more question for you. Do you have any golden tips or features that you love in Power BI that help you drive business insights from data? You just said the key word, insights. So I actually just learned about this a few months ago, but there is an insights feature. When you create a visualization in Power BI, there's an insights feature that gives you statistical information based on the data that you have showing from a visualization standpoint. So um, 
specifically with the logistics uh, route optimization, that, that, that freight payment data that we're using has actual costs. So what, what the historical shipments cost us, we are tapping into our, our TMC, our transportation management system, and we're grabbing the cost tables in there, the cost per mile um, that, that we get charged based on certain carriers. And what we're able to do as well as, as a business insight is to say, hey, if we implement this, this route or implement this, this optimization policy, here is the potential savings that we have. And there's an insights feature on there that, show, that tells you statistically you're reducing shipments by 5% per year across these three suppliers. And it's going to yield you, you know, $30,000 in savings just from this one policy. So I would say that the, the data insights features of Power BI are, are awesome. And they're great for showing off your data to upper management so that you don't go to the table with, you know, data and then they ask you for insights. You can take Power BI. It'll provide you the insights for you to go to leadership with. Well, Colton, I think you really hit a number of very important business analysis points home. I can't thank you enough for joining us on the podcast today. Really, thank you. Yeah, happy to be a part of it. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't mind being being on one of these in the future. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep you posted on that. Be careful what you wish for. So Marcus, I thought it was really interesting. A lot of Colton's answers really speak to the concept that we were talking about in our last episode, which is that transformative business analysis doesn't need to be something that's super expensive or needs to come with a, a data science team with its own organizational structure. You can start in a, in a really sort of sandbox environment and build something that has just these huge benefits. And I think Colton's example of doing logistics route optimization in Power BI is a fantastic example of it. I, I can't think of a better example of it. Well, everyone, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this week's episode. Please do give us a like, five-star review, or however you'd like to show your appreciation on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll catch you right back here for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.